How has clutter already stolen time from your life? All right. <laughs> what is going on here? Okay, I'm just figuring out my technology as usual, <laughs> you guys. So just give me one second here. See if I'm actually live anywhere. So you get to see my, okay, now we're, now we're getting somewhere. See if I'm actually live anywhere. <laughs> um, how do I, hi Pat, how are you? I'm so excited to see you. <laughs> oh, I gotta turn that my... off. Okay, now we're, now we're okay. getting somewhere. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so. So somehow I'm sharing my screen and I'm just like this tiny thing here. You guys, it's so hard to figure out this technology. I swear. Oh, I don't want to see that. Show that. How do I get to see this? Hmm. Nope. Well, you can see, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I don't know how to make this. Somehow I made this tiny. Now I'm making it bigger. All right, I think this is, this is working. Okay, <laughs> so we're here. Yes, the hiker is me. That was when I went, when I was hiking the Grand Canyon a couple of years ago. Um, anyway, you guys, welcome to Ask Jess. Uh, it's my weekly video podcast, and every week we have technology issues, <laughs> but hopefully that is the end of the technology issues for today. One day, I am going to come on this Facebook Live with no technology issues, and then we're going to have a giant party, because that's never happened, ever. So today, we are talking about vision boarding and emotional clutter when it comes to all of the stuff that we have. It's kind of an interesting topic. And if you guys are just logging on here, just say hello in the comments. I love to see the hellos. And if something resonates with you, do the thumbs up and the hearts and all of that stuff. Ask questions. I will be scrolling through and getting, um, getting to answering them all towards the end. So I'm super excited that you guys are all here. Okay, so vision boarding, emotional clutter. There's a really interesting thing about clutter and that is when you begin to declutter, a lot of unexpected feelings and emotions can come up. So, hey Susie, so good to see you too. All of my favorites are on here today. <laughs> So when you're decluttering, a lot of unexpected emotions can come up. We all are trained to believe that decluttering results in a positive, like immediately, like we cleared everything and we feel great. 
But the truth is, after working with hundreds of clients in their homes, I know that not everybody feels great during this process. It's actually super emotional, super stressful, and there's so many unexpected things that can happen. So even before you begin to declutter, you might start questioning the whole process because you know that at the end of decluttering, your life is going to be different. And like you likely have been dealing and living with clutter for so long that it's become a part of your identity. So when you declutter and when you go through the process, you're afraid, there's a lot of fear. What is life going to be like? How am I going to fill my time? Who am I? If I'm not defined by my clutter, who am I? What if I have to start to share some raw emotions with other people? <laughs> that sounds really scary. I might be sad or I am sad just at the thought of letting go of my stuff. So there's a lot of negative emotion that can come up. And how do we deal with this? Nobody talks about it and nobody gives you any tools to deal with it. And so that's why I am here to give you some tools to deal with it. So if this is resonating with you, just leave me a note and let me know, I yes, 100%, this is totally resonating with me. Give me a thumbs up or a something, a hashtag, it's resonating. Okay. <laughs> so what happens when we are decluttering is that we, and just in life, we really want to stay in our comfort zones, right? So if you've been living with clutter for a long time, if you have been, hey, Sarah, yes, resonates, right? If you have been living with clutter for a long time, if you have been holding on to an identity, even if it's not serving you, um, let's say you strongly identify with the characteristics of someone who is disorganized. What happens is that you start to subconsciously align certain aspects of your life with that identity and other people also reinforce that. So they, if let's say you're disorganized and you forgot to pay a bill, they might say, oh, well, it's no wonder you forgot to pay a bill because you're so disorganized. So we live in this constant feedback loop of our identities. And it's all because we love our comfort zone. We love our comfort zone so much that when it's clear that making change will benefit us, we do everything we can subconsciously to sabotage all of that change. So <laughs> here are two ways that you can start to shift, right? There's two ways that you can start to show up a little differently, be, be, change your comfort zone, basically. The first one has to do with literally your, like who you are, who you say you are. So there's this amazing author, her name is Gretchen Rubin, and she has, well, she has a lot of books, but one of her books is called Better Than Before. And in that book, she has a line that says, you are who you say you are. And I've learned over time that one of the best ways that we can start to shift our identities is simply to say that we are somebody different, right? So, in, so just wake up tomorrow morning and say, I am now an organized person. And just keep saying it and keep saying it. Basically, you fake it until you make it, right? So keep saying it over and over again until it becomes who you are. And when other people start to reinforce an old identity, just say, nope, 
that's not me anymore. Now I am organized. And for the record, guys, I personally do not believe that you're either born as an organized person or you're not an organized person. Organization is a skill set that you learn. It's just a skill set. Now, some people might be more naturally inclined towards organization, just like some people are more naturally inclined towards the sciences or math. But at its most basic level, everybody can learn organization. I, even when people have told me, I just, I can't do something because I'm just naturally disorganized. They always have had one area of their life where they said, oh, except I'm really organized in this area, right? So I really don't believe that anybody is just disorganized. I just think you haven't learned the skills to be organized. So it's very, if you want to start waking up tomorrow and saying, I'm an organized person, just do that. Wake up tomorrow and say, I am an organized person. So that's one way that you can start to shift your identity is to fake it until you make it and just start showing up in your life, literally saying that you are somebody different. The really sort of funny thing about this is whenever I've had to shift my identity, it's always been a super big deal to me, but it turns out that nobody else cares nearly as much as me, right? Because we all care, care the most about ourselves and we're all worried that other people are gonna be thinking, oh my gosh, she used to be disorganized, now she's organized. You know what? No one cares. No one cares. So we hang on to all of these identities for so long because we're afraid of showing up as somebody new and it turns out no one gives a you know what, right? Nobody cares as much about you as you care about you. So that's the first way that you can start to shift your identity before you even begin decluttering. You can start to feel the way that you want to feel at the end of the process before you even start. So when that feeling starts to, when you start to come into your home and it's there's less clutter and it feels good, you're used to feeling that way, right? So it, it you're not gonna self-sabotage because this feeling is now becoming more and more comfortable and familiar. Vision boarding is the other method that you can use and the concept is really basically the same. So. <laughs> I started doing these vision boarding workshops because I, it was a tool that I was using with my clients when they were getting stuck at this like emotional point, right? They didn't, they just, something was, something was not clicking. So we would do a vision board and I started doing vision board workshops in libraries and all over the place. You guys know I do a ton of workshops everywhere. And the funny thing, <laughs> I went into my first workshop totally assuming that everybody there knew what a vision board was. <laughs> well, guess what? No, I, th I go through this whole 30 minute long presentation about how vision boarding can be super effective. I have all the magazines, <laughs> the scissors, the glue, everything. And then somebody raises their hand and they're like, what does a vision board look like? <laughs> so just in case you don't know what a vision board looks like, I have a sample here. So this is a vision board that I made inside my journal for last year. And as you can see, basically, it's just pictures and words. So oops, we got to go that way. So just pictures and words, um, pictures and words about your life. The process of vision boarding that is really great is if you can start to think about, think it through. So a lot of vision boards, when people sit down to do vision boards, oftentimes they look 
for pictures that are a little bit too literal, right? So I'm going to give you an example. Let's say that your vision board that you're creating as a manifesting tool because you've heard that it is this great manifesting tool where you can put pictures for your future and just look at it every day and then all of a sudden that future is going to come true. So you've heard that vision boarding is amazing. You decide that in your future you want to be a millionaire or you want to have a harmonious, you want to have more love in your life or you know whatever it is you're gonna like find those pictures put them on a piece of paper put it where you can see it every day and then magically it's going to happen the problem with this is that if you are making a vision board and let's say you want more money in your life you find a picture of money and you put it on the vision board or let's say you want more love in your life so you find a heart a picture of a heart and you put it on your vision board this actually is not very effective because, and this goes back to what we were talking about just before, what creates change in your life is when you are able to not sabotage new feelings when they come in, right? So new feelings are uncomfortable and we will stand in our own way when an uncomfortable feeling comes in, even if it's what our brain says we know that we want, we will still sabotage it because it doesn't feel normal to us. So when you're making a vision board, <laughs> hi Linda, yes, you were at one of my workshops, right? And didn't understand the vision boards, but um, do you get it now? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> so when you start to create vision boards, what you really want to do is look for the pictures the quotes, the words that represent how you want to feel when you, when this all manifests in your life, right? So instead of a picture of money, think about how will you feel if you have more financial freedom in your life? How will that make you feel? Will, you know, and then like a picture that actually represents that, right? If you want to have more love in your life, how will you feel when there is more love in your life? Will you feel supported? Will you feel connected? Figure out those words that connect with that feeling and find an image that represents that. And that is what you want to put onto your vision board. So if that makes sense, give me a thumbs up or a heart or something. And I'm just gonna go through here and look at these comments while I wait for those hearts to come in. Yeah, Pat, the fear of ending up like, like your mother who was a hoarder. So, right, so there's a lot of fear that can come into this whole entire process. And fear can be paralyzing, right? So the one way to get over that fear is to start to feel, fake it till you make it, feel the way that you want to feel at the end of the process. I'm seeing the hearts flying in. Thank you, guys. <laughs> so 
if you're going to create a vision board, what I want you to do is gather up all of your supplies. I prefer to make smaller vision boards, just like the one that's in my planner, because the idea is that you want to see the vision board frequently. And when your eyes fall on that vision board, what I want you to do is connect inside of your soul, connect that feeling. So when you see the image of the way that you want to feel, I want you to stop, take a deep breath and see if you can actually get that feeling inside of you, even for a split second. So you're just going to kind of look at the board, take one second, breathe deeply and feel in your soul that feeling. So now when things start to change in your home, when things start to change in your life, when that feeling shows up at that super unexpected moment, your body is going to be able to resonate with it because you have been practicing feeling it every single day up until this time. And you are not going to self-sabotage. So we're gonna make small vision boards because I want you to be able to put the vision board someplace where you're gonna see it frequently. And what I have noticed is that not everybody in your family loves your vision board like you love your vision board. So if you make this giant vision board, not everybody is going to want to look at that vision board and you're gonna to have to hide it away someplace. So what you should do is make a small vision board. At my vision boarding workshops, we use scrapbooking paper, which is 12 by 12 inches, and that's a perfect size to put in your office, in your closet. You could even make a really small one and put it in your car. Anywhere, where, and you can make as many vision boards as you want. You don't have to stick to just one. You could make a vision board about one specific thing, or you can make a vision board about everything, you know, whatever it is. Make as many vision boards as you want. Make small vision boards. And really, you're gonna, so you're gonna gather all your stuff, your paper, your scissors, your glue, your tape, grab some magazines. Now, if you don't know where to get magazines, here's, here's a tip from a professional organizer. Use your community, post on Facebook and say, does anybody have extra magazines that I can have? I am certain that everybody has extra magazines that you can have. In fact, recently at my last vision boarding workshop, somebody asked me, about all the money I spend <laughs> buying magazines. I have never purchased a magazine in my life. All I do is post on Facebook. I say, does anybody have any magazines? Somebody says, I have 200 magazines, come get them. I go over there, I get the magazines, and that's how you get magazines. So post on Facebook, do not purchase any new magazines. There should be no layout of money involved in manifesting your future life. You're gonna go get the magazines, have all your supplies together, you're going to set yourself up for a successful vision boarding session by putting on some nice music, pour yourself a cup of tea or a glass of wine, set aside the time to focus on the future. And then, and I actually, on my website, I have a downloadable guide for all of this. So you can head over there, prioritizeyoursanity.com. After this, I'm going to upload it right after this. So it'll be available in about an hour. Um, I have a whole process that walks you through it. But you're going to sit down you're gonna think about the past, some identities that you might wanna shift, um, you know, kind of how you wanna start showing up a little bit differently in your next iteration of you starting tomorrow, right? Um, you're gonna think about how you wanna shift your identity. You're gonna really zero in, 
focus on the way you want to feel when this change happens in your life. How do you want to feel? You're going to find images that resonate with that feeling and you're going to cut them out, images, text, quotes, whatever, and create a beautiful little vision board that you're going to put someplace where you see it every day. So <laughs> uh, that's what I have for vision boarding. And I have one more thing that I am really feeling like I should share because it's been on my mind so much lately. And usually when things keep showing up in my brain, it means I need to tell somebody needs to hear this. So I am going to go ahead and share it right now. Okay, I just have to get the right words. <laughs> so basically, sometimes when we have a lot of clutter in our house, or when we have, even if it could just be like a little bit of clutter, clutter can represent memories, right? That's one reason that we hang on to clutter, especially memorabilia and sentimental items. They all are representing memories. So what is a memory? A memory is a story. So write that down. A memory is a story. One way that you can help yourself to bridge your old identity to your new identity, to feel more comfortable with letting go of stuff, is to share your story. So clutter sometimes is a very physical way that we are not sharing our stories. And this is like basically like therapy, right? You go to a therapist, you share your story, you feel better. The same thing applies to your the stuff in your house. Sometimes you just need to share your story in order to get over that bridge of decluttering, right? So your the stuff in your house represents a lot of stories. And they, it could be, you could be holding on to that stuff because you've been putting off telling your story, sharing your story, sharing your relevant story with other people for a very long time. So if you need to hear this message right now, I encourage you to share your story. Clutter represents memories. A memory is a story. If you share your story, you can start to break those chains that are holding you to the clutter. So sharing your story can be really difficult and really hard. If that's something that, if, if I said this, if you just listened to me say this and it felt uncomfortable to you, that probably is a sign that you have a story that needs to be shared. Sometimes it would be appropriate to find a very good therapist and go share your story that way. Other times you can just tell a friend or a family member. If you are looking for an outlet to share your story, I want you to know that in my private Facebook group, which is Prioritize Your Sanity, you are welcome to come in there and share your story. It is a completely judgment-free zone. We are all there just to support each other. And if you need to share your story, and you have no other place to go, or you want to do it this way, you are invited and welcome to share it there. 
Okay, Pat says, wow, this is just what I needed to hear. I've been in my mom's house for seven weeks. I have a lot of stories to share. Pat, you have been on my mind. I have been sending you love every single day, thinking about the process that you are going through. Sarah, raising your hands, come into the group and share the story if you want to, if you're so moved, or just find a friend, tell somebody. I have a new term, you guys. It's called clutter buddy. Find a clutter buddy and tell your story to your clutter buddy. Everybody needs a clutter buddy. Okay. So, whew, I feel like that was like a big, enormous weight that I've been carrying around wanting to say that for so the last, I don't know, couple of days. It's just been, it's just been sitting there on the tip of my tongue. It feels good to, it feels good to tell my story. <laughs> um, that is what I have for you guys today. So this was my video podcast, Ask Jess, about all things clutter. Um, if you missed this live, it's, oh, I have the whole, all of my video podcasts are on YouTube. Um, so they're all uploaded there. You can see, I have them on a playlist so you can go through all of them. I have only been doing these in like a very <laughs> kind of regimented fashion for the last couple of months. So there's probably only maybe nine episodes up there. Um, but of course my website has tons of other resources and other things that I've written or <laughs> videotaped. Um, I'm just getting more organized about it now, right? So showing up as a professional organizer with my own organizing business. Um, and also we have a clutter boot camp that kicks off on February 24th inside the Prioritize Your Sanity group. Five days free clutter boot camp. It is going to be awesome. I am super psyched about it. If you want to join just get into the group and fill out. Actually, if you look at the, the header on my page, there's a link to fill out the registration form. If you know somebody else who would really benefit from joining, pass the information along because we are always stronger together. I am so happy you guys joined me today. Um, I just, I wish that you have a super awesome rest of your Tuesday. So Pat, to get to the private Facebook page, well, there's actually two because you're you're in the Clear the Chaos group, um, but there's also, it's just really, if you click, um, it's called Prioritize Your Sanity. There should be a link to it right on my Facebook group. I will put a link in below this video when we're done, right underneath your comments. So I'll link you directly to the groups that you need to get into. Um, but anyway, pop into there share the wealth, you know, find, find, if you have no, anybody else who would like to be involved in Clutter Bootcamp, get them in there. We start on February 24th for five days. Um, at the end of Clutter Bootcamp, I will be offering a free scholarship into my Clutter Boss Academy. So I had this Clear the Chaos online class and it's transitioning into Clutter Boss Academy. It's going to be even more robust. Um, so if you go through Clutter Bootcamp, and do all the work, show up every day, do the homework, show me that you're super committed. I will draw the name of one person who will win a scholarship into Clutter Boss Academy. Um, so sh just let everyone know <laughs> and make sure that you next week, Tuesday, 12:15, I will be live again with another episode of Ask Jess. Love you guys. Let's see if I can figure out how to end this now. <laughs> All right. Bye.